0: Good evening, freedom fighters. Welcome. Hey. To the property. Woo-hoo. We're here to talk all about how to buy a rental property in 2023. It's before exciting. We get, before we get started, let's just do a little, a little intro.
1: I haven't done a live for ages. Now, if you don't know who I am, my name's Belinda. I work with um, strategic coaching, coaching for our lovely members. Um, I'm one of the lovely faces you see when you are. Uh, decide you want to get involved in our amazing company and our tribe of
0: like-minded investors. And lovely Charmaine is our head coach. Correct. Thank you. Yes, it's been a while, Belinda. It's great to connect with you. We, and- we haven't done a we haven't done a face live for ages. I feel no. like what's going on? <laughs> it's been way too long but we're here tonight and we're super excited because we love talking all things property, particularly about how to get started, how to buy a rental property and it's such an exciting time right now in investing in property and Belinda and I are really going to go through some of the fundamentals. Please, if you have any questions, just type in your questions into the chat and we'll, and, get on um, and we'll be able to support you. So Belinda, let's start this off. I want to buy a rental property. How do I start? Okay,
1: so the three beginner steps. So realistically, guys, make sure you've got your pen and paper ready because this is some really good stuff tonight.
0: Ha-ha. Right. It's not written, it's not real. So we want to write this down because we're changing lives and creating a reality. We're becoming sophisticated investors.
1: Correct. If it's not written, it's not real. So, okay, so number one. So to buy a rental property in 2023, number one, the first thing you've really got to nut out is understanding what your borrowing capacity is. Absolutely. So realistically what that means is what can you afford? What's Mm -hmm. in your budget? What are you going to do? So um, obviously being one of our head coaches, how do we go about that, Charmaine?
0: Fantastic. Thanks for asking. So getting a borrowing capacity is probably one of the biggest steps when it comes to property investing and ensuring that you have the right mortgage manager is super important. And here at Positive Property, we have our dream team, we call them the circle of safety. Your dream team, your circle of safety, they're really here to do most of the heavy lifting and you really want to have the supreme experts in your corner, particularly when it comes to getting a borrowing capacity, because if you're working with an elite uh, mortgage manager, it means there's more opportunities and strategies to be able to get a borrowing capacity. And that means sitting down with a mortgage manager or a broker, uh, running through the numbers, getting a really clear understanding of your financial situation so that they can come up with a borrowing capacity. And this is the biggest step because it's not as easy as it sounds because there is a lot of paperwork that you need to supply, evidence you have to supply, And this usually deters a lot of people when they're putting their fact finds together, but it's a very important step because once you've got that borrowing capacity, you know exactly what you can afford, that's when property investing gets super excited because then the next step is let's find that great property that's going to give you that cash flow and give you that great equity.
1: Now, look, in saying that as well, um, you know, going out and trying to get a borrowing capacity through some of the banks might not always be the best scenario
0: not at all because the banks we, are only we, we Look, we've got the
1: four or five richest banks in Australia. There's a reason. They're a business. So a lot of the time they're not really willing to kind of budge and it, it's very easy like we've we've seen in the past like single mums and dads and, you know, divorcees or even, you know, kind of over that 60-plus mark, they'll get easily rejected from the banks. So the the funny thing is people don't realise there's so many lenders out there. Mm -hmm. And let, let me give you an example. If you're having a party and you're having to bring all the drinks along, I mean, wouldn't you go to Coles, Audi, Woolies to kind of work out where you're going to get the best drinks? Well, why wouldn't you do that with your finance, shopping around and having a look at all your options? Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. And the one thing you've got to remember is banks are only interested in one party, the bank. They're not interested in your best financial situation. So when you work with a mortgage manager, they're looking at you, what is the best scenario for you, and they will match you up to the right lender to make sure that you're getting the most benefits when it comes to your borrowing capacity and investing in property and getting the right structuring, the right package together for you, whereas the banks, they only look out for number one, the bank. (laughs) That's it.
1: Oh, did you see my little, that's kind of finding the square peg with the square hole sometimes. That that was my little my little movement for that.
0: <laughs> so Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's really all about and matching up. That's right. And it's really important because we've had members before, like I've got one member in particular that went to seven different mortgage managers and they kept saying no we can't get you financed. And it was this was purely based on her age. She had plenty of equity, really good income. And this is why when you're looking for a mortgage manager, you also want to make sure you're getting the best of the best. And here at Positive Property, we interview all of our circle of safety, we make sure we're getting the best of the best. And when um, this uh, member signed up, one of our mortgage managers was able to get her lending. And it took her eight, eight different uh, mortgage managers pri- prior to us and then coming along on board with us and getting that right mortgage manager that just knew how to present her the best to lenders to get her serviceability, which is an amazing outcome. Absolutely. Now, the, the reality is, you know, she gets an outcome. She gets a property.
1: Fast forward. Imagine if she gave up after, you know, the first two times where she got rejected. And, you know, well, now this is where- you know, the future. I mean, look,
0: you've got to really choose your hearts in these scenarios. And this is where mindset plays a a pivotal point because you've got to have the right mindset. And she was not willing to give up. She was willing to do whatever it takes because deep down she knew she could do it. It was just a matter of finding the right experts. And here at Positive Property, that's what we make sure we have is the right experts, our dream team, our circle of safety that really does the heavy lifting for us. Absolutely, 100%.
1: So, you know, that's really important. So... um, Getting back to number one, as we said, borrowing capacity, affordability, knowing what you can, because there's no point going out looking for a property and you get really excited and then you go back and the banks or the the lenders say, hey, you know, sorry, you can only afford a certain amount. Correct. So, and look, I usually say as well, you know, uh, you know, a good broker, it's almost like dressing you up and your finances a nice suit and finding the right lender willing to play ball with.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's a great analogy. Nice little suit. they
1: have got to make sure the tie's pressed and there's no kinks out. So there's there's a lot involved to really make sure that you get the right lender. Absolutely.
0: So What's that's number one. So we've covered number one, getting a borrowing capacity, getting your financial house in order. What is number two?
1: Number two. Excellent. Okay. So number two would be obviously... Um, Look, it comes down to a bit of research and really understanding the market but understanding the property clock in Australia or market timing cycles, all right? It's so a big
0: one. It's a, big, it's a big, one.
1: big one. It's a big one and a lot of people don't really understand but realistically there's all different property clocks around Australia.
0: And That's it's right. Really- We've got 16,000 suburbs Australia-wide and 16,000 suburbs have their own property clock and then you've got every state has its own property clock as well. And so then you've you got want the pockets
1: hash. in the pockets. <laughs> That's right. So look, one thing about George, you know, like he, he's he been studying the market for a very long time. Um, you know, he's been doing this since his 20s. So and, you know, he did make a lot of mistakes in the early days and he doesn't kind of hold back in sharing that stuff. But the reality is he's been following up to watching up to 90 years of cycles in Australia. And it is cycles. And a lot of those cycles are really based on, if we look at the kind of the data or the economics behind it, it could be population growth, it can be things like government spending, economics, job creation, there's a whole range of different things that you've really got to take into consideration.
0: Correct. But really
1: what it comes down to, I suppose people say to me, well, I don't understand the property clock, what does it mean? Well, let's just put it in a really simple scenario. A 12 o'clock market is a peak. You don't want to be buying the peak. Do not buy. (laughs) Do not buy. Do not buy. Because look, if you're buying in a peak of the market, it's overpriced and then it's going to go into correction because you can't have a market just grow, grow, grow forever. Impossible. So the reality is it's really important that we actually only buy at the beginning of a recovery, which is kind of down here. And it kind of moves it way up. So if you get involved in that peak, well, you own the property, more equity for you.
0: Woohoo! So if we're not buying in a 12 o'clock market, Belinda, what where should we be looking in in on on the on the clock itself? Are we looking at a seven o'clock market? <laughs> so look, um, sorry, just just so
1: we've got a little bit of tech here, we've just had excited to be on board. Did you just bring that up? was that you? I did, I did. So we've okay. just got we- got a couple of questions that have just come up. Um, someone just wrote, exciting, how do we study the market like George did? Well, the reality is George has got, without kind of releasing his age, even though um, we're, we're talking 38 years of studying. So the reality is, it's not something that you can learn at university. Um, we, we say that George has got a QBA, he's qualified by experience. So the reality is how do we study the market like George did? Well, the reality is I just get George to give me his, his advice. You know, he's done it. He's got a lot of properties. He's already doing it. And I suppose that's the reality of being a part of a membership because he talks to his members a lot about this kind of stuff, but that's more in our private group. Because obviously Absolutely. at the end of the day, um, if we were to talking about all our hot spots and case studies and all that it's almost like telling where a fisherman where, where the fish are and then other, otherwise all the other people would fish there and there wouldn't be any fish there so
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Lovely. someone's just written if you want to go to the next message while we're just kind of going through if it's relevant to number two
0: uh, this is our public group. So our members group will be coming on board at 635 Australian Eastern Standard Time that um, you would have received a zoom link for that private group and in that private group we can go into the property clock in a little bit more detail for for our members.
1: Correct. So um, and then the next one was um, does the property does the clock ever reverse in some sub look it's not a matter of reversing, it doesn't reverse. It still goes through the clocks. It just goes, obviously, a little bit faster. And I mean, we saw a lot of that when we went to COVID here in Melbourne, because obviously, um, anyone who lived in the lovely state of Victoria and the city of Melbourne, we did go through almost two years of lockdown. And that then what amazing. we found, what we found, was obviously um, there was a lot of Melbourneites jumping like the rats jumping off the. Off the burning ship, they kind of decided, no, nope, we're not staying in Melbourne, and they went interstate. So the reality was that really fastened up some suburbs where people were just moving out of Melbourne and going into other areas. And, I mean, one prime example is places like country areas like Mildura. Um, that went through the roof overnight because people were starting to live out in the country. The reality is now that obviously things have come down with COVID, they're coming back in the cities again. Correct. So it's all about understanding those cycles and, you know, population growth and where people and where the jobs are and things like that. So really important. And, look, realistically it comes down to data. And one thing about George, like he, he he's a real data expert. There's one thing to be able to buy data but there's another thing to be able to read it, understand it and analyse it but also make predictions.
0: That's that's part of the interpretation and the interpretation comes with years of experience and there are many different data sources that you can actually get a lot of your data so that you can attempt to begin to understand the property clock and and the timing, but there is a certain level of experience that comes with that, like Belinda said, in being able to interpret that data so that you can pinpoint where those growth areas are going to be, so you can leverage. Off that growth and continue to build a successful portfolio and George has cracked his algorithm and like George, George has been very open book about it he started off he did all the wrong things and wasn't making money and he had two doors the door Absolutely. one was give up or door two was work it out and, and and keep pursuing and he did he worked it out he had a lot of experts around him coaches and mentors that he was leveraging from their information as well so that he could work That's it awesome. out and get to where he is today and our members have that opportunity to leverage from that algorithm so that we can begin investing in those top suburbs so we can capitalize on the growth
1: yeah absolutely 100 percent and you know you know, we 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 call George a bit of a pioneer. He's got he's got a few little arrows in his back, a few little scars, little war scars. But mm-hmm. hey, he's made those mistakes so our members don't, and that's really important. How do you know when to buy? When is the right time to buy? Well, look, that really comes down to the research. It looks at you know the property prices in the area. That will actually come down to due, to due diligence of that property is that as number well.
0: three Is this your number three due diligence? Well, actually,
1: you, yeah, whoever put that question in from, we've only got Facebook users, so I don't know who it is, but really that's obviously the next part. So we'll, we'll hold back for that. So mm-hmm. as I said, understanding the property clock and really being clear on the cycles and only buying within that kind of seven, eight o'clock market is really important and not getting caught up in like a peak market, which mm-hmm. is really important.
0: And the other thing to also take into consideration as well is that when George is uh, analyzing his data and making his predictions, it changes every quarter. So you might know what the market cycle timing is now, but you've got to be, your finger's got to be on the pulse because every quarter it can change. And so it's very important that you ha- can change with the, the the market data that comes through. It's Absolutely. almost like being fluid when it comes to the property market because it can change and you want to be fluid so that you are always got your finger on the pulse of any changes and you can really ride those waves in and 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 score a good surf and, and, and leverage from it.
1: And, you know, the, the funny thing is even with our members, if we find a property, you know, we're going to do, you know, 30 to 40 downloads of data on that property before someone buys it. So it's so important to you know, not buy blind and really understand what's going on in that suburb, that area, that state before you jump in and buy those properties. And look, George spends a lot of money on data. There's no doubt about it. The beautiful thing is we get access to that data. But remember, you know, Uncle Georgie, he's making a lot of money out of his properties. I think he can afford it. So we get access to it as members, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, have we got any more questions there? Before we go on to number three, because I'm excited keep this I think going. We let, I
0: think we get started with number three. Tell us number three, Belinda. I want to know what is the next best step for us?
1: Number three. Um, so going back, how to buy a rental property in 2023. Beginner's step. We've done one. We've done two. Number three is having a cash flow calculator.
0: Love nice. those numbers, love those numbers. The numbers are my so favorite. Do not buy without doing the numbers. And the amount of people I, I speak look, to that buy just because it looks good, sounds good, but actually haven't done the numbers is very scary. Because guys,
1: at the end of the day, buying a piece of dirt doesn't guarantee you're going to make money. Correct. If you don't crunch the numbers, you're buying blind. That's really what it comes down to. Look, anyone can go and buy dirt. But whether it makes money is a whole other thing, right? Very
0: important. So you've got to crunch the numbers. Correct. Because the idea is you want to know that you can afford to hold that property. And one thing I do as a coach as well is that when I'm looking at a cash flow calculator with my my members and we're going through the numbers, I'm not just basing it on today's interest rate. I'm forecasting. If the interest rate continues to go up, at what point does the interest rate hit before it becomes difficult for that member to be able to hold that property? This is why it's so important because during this time where we've had interest rate rises quite frequently, which is a little bit outside uh, the norm, our members are comfortable because we've already got the predictions already in the calculator. So when the interest rate rises, they're not freaking out going, oh, no, what's that going to do to my cash flow? They're like, oh, that's okay because I know it's not going to affect me until it hits this particular number. And so this is having, having that
1: It's having that predicted, you know, risk calculation as well. So, Correct. you know, like I know for me as investor, if I'm looking at the rents in the area, you know, I'm going to put, you know, things like, kind of the lowest rent, not the highest rent because I want to be kind of really conservative with my figures and almost look, worst case scenario, because if it still works, anything above that, that's bonus
0: town. Well, correct, and that's where we like to under-promise over-deliver. So we really buff the numbers up. We make a lot of the expenses just that little bit more and we do a play around with the interest rate. We play around with the minimum amount of rental return that we might get so that when we actually do the numbers, it's it's a great win for our members because they can actually see that they're in a really good position. And most importantly, that it doesn't matter if interest rate rises, they know they can still afford to hold that property.
1: Absolutely. 100%. And realistically, at the end of the day, you know, I always say to members when they're joining up and, you know, obviously, you know, you've got to have the right system and strategy. You've got to find the right property, but you've also got to have that cash flow and you know that it's actually going to work. So there's there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle before you actually buy the property. There's a lot Correct. of tick boxing before you buy that property because realistically, you've got to be able to crunch the numbers. If it's financially not the right fit, don't buy the property.
0: Absolutely it's not, not. rocket
1: science. You don't buy it. Doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if your neighbour just says, "Oh, you can buy my property. I'll give it to you for a bargain." But then you realise you might get it for a bargain, but then there's other rentals in the area. You've bought an older property. There's no tax deductions. Um, you realise later that there's probably a in the back wall that you're gonna to have to remove. That's gonna cost you a fortune. I mean, there's all these things to kind of consider, you know. Um, so, and also buying in your own backyard doesn't guarantee it's gonna make money. That goes back to number two, mm-hmm. market market cycle timing. You Correct. know what I mean? Exactly. Absolutely. So, so cash flow calculators. Now, look. I'm more than happy. Look, we've got um, a cash flow calculator. I am more than happy to give you a copy. It's only blank, but it's got the formulas behind it. If there's anyone out there that wants to do it themselves, if you just want to put into the chat um, hashtag cash flow cow or cash flow, um, we will get you a copy of a, a, copy of a cash flow calculator.
0: Absolutely, also, our team will reach out to you, send you a link so that you've got your own cash flow calculated to do the numbers. And it's super important. You want to know your numbers up front. You want your facts up front. You want to know exactly the position you're going to be. And you also want to play around with the forecasting of interest rates so that you're always in the best position moving forward. Look, absolutely, 100%. And the, the whole idea is, you know, like even if you're
1: pre-approved on a particular interest rate, you want to mo- make sure you actually, you know, push that out and go worst case scenario, and then crunch all the numbers again, just to be sure. Absolutely. So anyone that's putting in cash flow hashtag cash flow cow for sure, absolutely. Um, if one of our lovely team can get their information
0: and we can email these lovely people a link. Oh, I because- love this. Love this. Check this out, Belinda. Cash flow. Is king that's what I'm talking about.
1: Uh-huh. Cash flow is king, even better. Absolutely. Hey, we actually you just missed a question there, but there was a couple of little questions. If you just want to go down,
0: uh, um, there's
1: a couple of people bringing some stuff in. Um, you just jumped right ahead. Um, we've got two more questions in there. So
0: this one here. What? So I'm
1: looking, looking, looking for- at websites such as realestate.com and domain are not the right places to
0: get data. Absolutely, because by that stage, by the time the property has hit those particular markets, you're not getting the best deal. And one thing that we do offer our members is that our properties are, are, are brought directly from, from builders and developers. So they're, you want to get rid
1: of the middleman.
0: That's you a great investing.
1: Let's Correct. get rid of the middleman. No offense to any real estate agents or buyers agents out there. <laughs> I'm sure you do it. You, you know, you do a great job with what you do. But what we're doing, um, like we want to really get rid of the middleman. But in regards to the data, some of the data is good, but it's only kind of like one kind of perspective of it. You need to look at lots of different, like a kaleidoscope of different data, to really make the right decision on one area. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the realistic side is they're kind of trying to push properties on realestate.com. It's more of a sales scenario. Uh, what did someone write here? If you're not um, a member, you're really missing out. What are you waiting for? Hey.
0: Thank you. Obviously one of our, our lovely members. One of members. our very
1: happy members. Fantastic. Thank you <laughs> so much. I must admit, you know, you know, this is not just being a part of a membership. We're a part of a community of like-minded people and we are a tri- tri- uh, tribe of freedom fighters because that's exactly what we're all about.
0: And it's really you know? important to have your tribe around you as well because you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you really want to be successful in property investing, being having investors around you, being part of a tribe where you're talking property, learning about property, it gets you excited, it motivates you, keeps you on track, like it's the surest path to success, getting a mentor, getting a coach, having those those support people around you so that they do the heavy lifting with you so that you get the results and the outcome you're looking to achieve. And it's so much fun in a tribe as well because everyone's high-fiving each other and supporting each other and it's such a great feeling every time one of our members gets a property.
1: Oh, look, I... I get excited when our members get properties, just like I was buying my own property. Absolutely. (laughs) A, B, cash flow calculator. Look, we've got a lot of people coming through asking for that cash flow calculator. That's what we like to see. Very clever people in our audience tonight. That's fantastic. Um, So let's just recap. So ideally, number one, you know, you have three beginner steps of buying a rental property, make sure you get your borrowing capacity and you know what you can afford before you run out and look for a property. That's number one. Number two, understanding the property clock in Australia and understanding the cycles. So, you know, you're buying within that kind of seven, eight o'clock market. And then number three is crunching the numbers, cash flow calculator, really know the numbers up front. It's really important. Look, we've got a little bit of a time. Have we got maybe a little cheeky number four? I think a little we, cheeky number
0: four. We've got about a couple of minutes. with a little cheeky cheeky? <laughs> before we jump, before we jump into our private group with our members. So believe yeah we- yeah we are
1: going absolutely okay. We'll go into cheeky four, cheeky All four. All right, four, let's
0: four. rapid fire, rapid fire. Let's do All this. Right.
1: So um, the other one is also really making sure you break down and do up to twenty two points of due diligence. Yes, twenty two points of due diligence, and I'll give you an example. We have a massive tick box of all the things that we go through with our members. Um, we're not going to provide that. That's members only. But, look, I'll give you a couple of little um, little gems, little gems. So, you know, think things like understanding vacancy rates in that area, that's really super important. What about the yield?
0: Is it a Even. high growth?
1: What about Red. the growth yield? I mean, don't you want to know how much growth you're going to have in an area before you buy it? I mean, that to me sounds like a no-brainer, but... I know that about 60 70% of Australians have got no idea what it is when they buy a property. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Correct. But, again, that's the difference between being an A-grade and an educated investor mm-hmm. or being a novice. So, you know, and that's, that's going to be reflective of the results you get from that property. Absolutely. Um, what about things like percentage of stock on the market?
0: That's a good but That's one, a big one because that comes down to demand supply ratio. We want to buy where there's a high demand and low supply.
1: So DSR, hello, happy days. What about things like online search interest? Mm. Mm. You know, if there's a lot of people going on there pressing a button and looking at, you know, oh, I like this area and you're getting a lot of kind of activity, that's a good one too. What about long-term growth?
0: That's a great one. Long-term growth?
1: What about
0: what's an athlete score? What is the affluence score of an area? How wealthy is an area? How much money is coming into that area?
1: What, what about things like, you know, it might sound simple, but what about the average income per household in
0: that suburb? <laughs> Fertility rate, funny enough, is another big one because that's going <laughs> to determine how many families are moving into that area.
1: Well, you know, the, the whole average income per household, I mean, that'll work out the socioeconomic mm-hmm. as well. Really important. You know what about things like you know renter population to owner occupied population? I mean, what's the percentage?
0: Mm.
1: I mean, you go through that kind of stuff in um, with all your due diligence. I mean, guys, that's only a couple. That's that's tip of the iceberg.
0: Absolutely, you know? due diligence is where it's at. It is one of the biggest steps that one must do. Once you've found the suburb, you know your property timing. Finding Correct. the right property, going through a cash flow calculator, do the numbers work, but do does the due diligence support?
1: Exactly. And, you know, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't understand the clock, if you don't do your due diligence, well, guess what? You're buying blind.
0: Absolutely. And if you're
1: buying blind, I might as well post you right now, a little blindfold <laughs> with no idea written on it. Get your blindfold. Get it in the mail, kids. You know, take it right now. But you don't want to. You need to be open-minded. You've got to be open-eyed and you've got to be realistic and you've got to make sure you tick every little box. And guess when you do it? Before you buy the property. Absolutely. I mean, this look, this to me seems like it's not rocket science. But how many properties do we get with members coming through that have bought properties to try and do it themselves and they've just missed out so many areas? which we look at as just standard. Why? Because we've learned it. We've done it. We understand the basic
0: principles, you know, and it's just standard. So, have, you know... We have the systems. Like Belinda said, we've got the checklist. We've got the systems. We know exactly what boxes need to be ticked so that we know what what is the right property, what is the right area, you know, for our members. And it's super important. Absolutely.
1: And, you know... We can sit here and talk about. um, We can sit and talk about all this kind of stuff, and we can talk about investing and rental properties and buying and beginner steps. But I actually thought there's actually one step before number one. How about getting educated about all this stuff before you go out and buy a property? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Belinda, we are running out of time. Our members oh, are. Sorry, right now next. I week. always get carried away. I could, I
1: could keep going forever on these, on these lives. Before we I go, we,
0: we go. I love this and set up that offset account. I love it, and that's another topic for another day. With actually how to structure all of your loans so that you can maximise your cash flow. Um, but on that note, thank you so much, Freedom Fridays. It was great to see you all. It's been great Good pleasure, Belinda.
1: I hope that information was amazing. I look forward to seeing you next week and write it all down, take it all in. If it's not written, it's not real. Guys, have a great week and um, we'll see all of our members in the live. Happy days. Have a great day. Have a great week. Bye. Ciao, ciao.